When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CDH. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. We're talking about Yasharn today. This is kind of like a deck tech, sort of like a deep dive into Yasharn. Is it very good? Is it not so good at all? We're going to talk about that today on the podcast. Now, we did see this deck do insanely well on its first time around on the show. Yeah. uh, Which is usually not necessarily the greatest way to indicate how it's going to be in the actual meta. It's small sample size, and our games are kind of gimmicky, right? We're choosing the best Zendikar deck, and it's very early in Zendikar's release. So we missed some things. I've changed the deck since then. Um, And it's not exactly like what the wild will look like. But there were a lot of interactions that came up that specifically caught us off guard as to what Yasharn can shut off himself. Yeah, so we just we're gonna that's what we're gonna talk about today. Yes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so the first thing we should do is we should go over what Yasharn actually is. Yasharn is the new pig in town. A great stacks piece, I think. Yasharn is a four mana green white legendary elemental boar. When it enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a basic forest and a basic plains, reveal them, and put them right into your hand. Not into play. That would be very good. Holy And the second line, the most important line, is players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities. That line is kind of tricky. We'll we'll be going back over things that Mm -hmm. it shuts off and things that you think it should shut off, but maybe that it doesn't shut off. So players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land abilities. Either one of those things. So even though like a fetch land, you it's a it's a land. It's not a non-land. It is Mm -hmm. a land. You're still paying life to activate the ability of cracking it to look for another land. So Yasharn would shut that off. But something like Timna, where Timna is a triggered ability that draws Mm -hmm. you the card, not an activated ability. So it doesn't shut off Timna. Okay. Those are the two things that you're really looking for with the the life loss aspect of it. And I yeah. think that this is the part of the card that was the most confusing, I know, for us. Yeah, and definitely in the comments of the first video. Because it does mm-hmm. think there's things that you think it should shut off, like Timna or something like that. And then things that you forget that it shuts off, like Mana Confluence. We didn't realize that. Exactly. So the, the, the key things to look at, is it an activated ability? Because that's yeah. specifically written out in Yasharn. And then you need to look at where the pay life clause is in relationship to the colon right. on the card. So like something like Vampiric Tutor, you're losing life as part of the resolution of the spell so you can do that one but something like force of will you're paying life in order to cast it so you cannot do that one same thing with mana confluence you're paying life in order to be able to get the mana not losing life as a result exactly whereas city of brass deals you with damage where it's tapped you're still able to get the the colored mana off of city okay i didn't even realize that yeah so I think first we should talk about why Yasharn. CEDH is a format where it's defined by your commanders having powerful card draw capabilities or being a combo piece in their own right, right? So like things like Timna or Krom or Thrasios that are powerful, cheap draw engines. That's a great CEDH commander. Or combo pieces like Godo or Najila or Gitrog. Those yeah. are also powerful CEDH. But you very rarely see this third option for CDH commanders, which is as a is a commander that stops most of those things or some of those things, a stacks piece, powerful one. There's Lavinia. Lavinia sees a little bit of play, right? But right. overall, we don't see a lot of stacks pieces in the command zone. It's it's hard to specifically know what you should be targeting, right? That's the thing. Yeah, maybe you could argue Rorik Thar, but Rorik then Thar we go. We took we named two two commanders. Yeah, two. There's not very many, right? The, yeah. Your main your main ballpark where you want to be is draw engine or combo piece. And the reason that is, is because Yasharn does shut off a lot, but there are some things that it doesn't shut off at all. And if you're mm-hmm. at a table where you're not seeing any of those common things, Yasharn might not do anything. That's one of the, the bad issues with stacks. But the CDH meta right now is kind of, seems like it's it's moving towards a point. Everyone is getting to a point where we're, now the Flash is gone for a couple months, we're figuring out what the best deck is. So now we know how to attack the best 
format, right? The best, we know how to attack the best deck, which in my opinion is uh, a Grixis consultation brain freeze underworld breach deck. I would agree. I also think that's that's the probably best thing you could be doing right now. The best now. thing that you can be doing, and Yasharn stops a lot of the things that are involved in that core strategy, which is why I think it, it might be a good option. We're not sure, right? We don't know mm. for sure. It c- could be a complete dud, but maybe we'll see. Yeah. So I I think one of the things that I want to talk about is is the card advantage of Yasharn. Yeah. So um, surprisingly, being able to get two basic lands is really nice. Yeah. In 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 this deck, um, it works really well with a lot of the stacks pieces that you're playing. Being able to consistently have land drops when you have things like Winter Orb or Static Orb out just allows you to keep powering out more stacks pieces and more threats onto the board, even under your own. Other stacks pieces as well. Right, and you're playing a lot of Thalia-type effects too, exactly. right? So you're slowing everyone down. So if you can ensure that you're hitting your land base into the late... You can hit your land drops into the late game, it can kind of allow you to really take over mm-hmm. in that late game. Um, and then Yusharn's also big kind of secret method of... Uh, of card advantage, I think, is slowing down the card advantage of your opponents. That's also true. So if yeah. your opponents can't draw cards at the same right, they can't use Necropotence, for example, or, or yeah. something else. You know what I mean? They can't get ahead. They can't use their treasures to get ahead on mana, so you're slowing them down on mana. They can't use their fetch land. So like, if you're slowing their advantage down, you are kind of secretly, quietly gaining advantage yourself. Exactly, yeah. And there's there's not a lot of inter- instant speed interaction in a deck like this, but you don't really need it, because the stuff that you're able to put on board is what is doing the interacting right you're trying to stop any of that interaction we, we are playing a couple there's there's yeah. maybe 10 or so interactions there's some that you just you veil of summer you have to play veil of you gotta summer. play you're in green. It's, yeah. it's just too good especially in a deck without counter spells veil of summer gets way way better i think yeah exactly um, but but before we go too much further i think we should talk about what specifically Yasharn stops because it is a lot and it's i think good to know the things that it does stop going into any of these conversations exactly yeah so Go ahead. So we went through, well, Dylan. Dylan went through <laughs> the, the, the playing with power CEDH staples list, and he found all of the things that Yasharn stops on that list, and it is a surprisingly large amount of things. Yeah, so let's go over just from the top all of the things that cause you, that, that Yasharn shuts off. So culling the weak. Sacrificing a creature. Fire Covenant. Losing life. Force of Will. Losing life to cast it for free. Limdul's Vault. Also paying life every single time you get a new five. Now these next three, uh, Mental Misstep, Gitaxian Probe, and Noxious Revival. This is really just because you can't use Phyrexian mana when you can still, is out. Yeah, you can still cast them, but you're just not able to cast them for free. Right, Peak is not a very good card. So that difference there is pretty significant, but they can still cast those spells. But it, it slows them down. So you, you start right from the get-go, even with those little things, you slow them down. Plunge into Darkness. Actually, both modes of Plunge into Darkness get shut off because one is a sacrifice and one is a life pay. Yeah, so so Plunge is completely worthless. Exactly. Necropotence. Also paying life for cards. Um, So Smothering Ties, it doesn't stop it entirely. You still make the treasures. But you just can't sacrifice them for any value. So they're not good. You can get Yasharn and then maybe you'll have a a buildup of treasures that you can use in between Yasharn casting, but... When another thing that Yasharn does well is it gets you the land, so you can recast Yasharn pretty regularly. Yeah, exactly. Especially because those it's the extra two lands that you need right. for the command. Tags. Yeah, exactly. Which is 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 really nice. That and one of the big things that I saw Yasharn being able to do is a four four is actually a pretty good blocker. It's a in big, but you can stop. See, you can stop Tinna. You can stop um, Najila. You can stop a lot of things. And oftentimes, trading Yasharn for something else is a, is a good deal. You trade them for their resource, and then you just get to cash Yasharn again because you. You have the lands, right? And you get more lands. You bring it out right again. All right, what other cards can we do? Transmute Artifact. Another sacrifice effect. Yep. Toxic Deluge. That's paying life to kill creatures. Can't do that anymore. All of the fetch lands. Marsh Flats, Misty Rainforest, you name them. Mana Confluence. Also paying life for mana. Um, Spire of Industry is just another land that works the same way as Mana Confluence. You can still make colorless mana off of it, at least. The Horizon Lands. Also, something that you can't do is... Pay life for that mana. Yeah, I think you can still sacrifice it though. I think you can still sacrifice it to draw a card, so it's not completely dead, but it doesn't tap for mana, which is why you need that. Yeah, Sharn, you want to be shutting off their mana as much Mm -hmm. as possible. If 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 your opponents don't have mana, then they can't win the game, and that means that you can win the game. Dockside Extortionist. Best creature in the format? Yeah, that's the that's the main one. That's the key. Like Smothering Tithe, you can still make the treasures. You just can't do anything with them. And Dockside is... A lot of decks are, are kind of built around Dockside right now. All the Ad Nauseam decks are playing cards like Unsubstantiate. Yeah. Winds of Rebuke. Cards to bounce their... Snap. Cards it's, to back, bounce their Dockside and cast them again. And we were just saying how these Grixis Shells with Consultation yep. and Underworld Breach combos are the best thing to be doing. And all of these decks are running 
Dockside extortion. Right. Yes, it's just too good. Hope of Gearper. Another one that sacrifices to be able to prevent your opponents from casting non-creature spells. Yep, you can still get in with Timnan, draw some cards, but you can't do the real thing that Hope is there for. Razaketh, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, no more tutors with Razaketh. You can have an 8-8, that's fine. Yeah, but 8-8 is not very good. Uh, mm -hmm. Lotus Petal. As Lotus Petal, token. you have more mana. Ranger Captain of Eos as yep. well. Ranger Captain of Eos. You can get, you can tutor for one drop, but you can't sacrifice it to pop off your little silence effect with Ranger, which is that's that's pretty that's pretty significant. Um, and then the big one, Lion's Eye Diamond. Yeah, Lion's Eye Diamond. Another one of these awesome combo pieces with the Underworld Breach. Right. Just be, preventing people from being able to officially go off with that is really another huge upside to Yasharn being in the command zone. Not. Right. That's the other thing is that not it's having to worry zone. about it in your 99 and having yeah. to green suns for four to try to right. get it yeah, out. Yeah, you don't have to find it in the right matchups. You just always have access to it. And just shutting off these effects for the entirety of the game from turn, you know, from turn two or turn three sometimes even right. is so nice to just allowing you to be able to get all of the advantage instead of your opponent. Let's let's actually go into the actual cards of the list. Let's talk yeah. about the, uh, the theory of Yasharn. In theory, he's good if he, you're putting against the right opponent, but let's talk about the actual cards that are going in the list. The list that we're going to be talking about is a little bit different than the one that was on the first showing of Yasharn on the, on the, on the channel because I, I've realized there were some options that I wanted to include, some combo pieces that I wanted to remove, um, so we're going to talk about some of those changes right now yeah um so let's first talk about what this deck is doing to win the game to win the game we've Our said a state. thousand times that it is stacks and we are right. trying to stack people out but you can't just try to hit everyone with 120 damage off of your shard right you do have to be able to 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 somehow show you know um you have to get your opponents to submit, basically. You, exactly. That, the main way that you're winning in this game is submission. With this deck is submission. Um, I did in the original version. So, I know. It sounds so kind of bad. <laughs> the, the main way is, though, your opponents are going to scoop. That's how you're going to beat them most of the time. Sometimes you'll be able to show them how there's lethal on board in, like, two or three turns. Or maybe just right now you'll be able to crack them with big, big Elish Norn beats. But a lot mm -hmm. of the times you're just going to lock your opponents out of the game, hopefully. Uh, and then they'll just concede. Now there's a couple of hard locks that are in this right. this, this new version right. of the deck. Originally, that's here. I had Squirrel Nest and Earthcraft combo in this deck. It's probably one of the better like green based combos, especially for a a stack deck that doesn't yeah. necessarily need to win that turn. You can survive a right. whole other turn cycle if uh, needed, so that you can win on your following turn. Exactly, and especially a deck that the commander shuts off Toxic Deluge, which that's is the weakest true. thing. The, the you know that what that Earthcraft combo is weakest to is Toxic Deluge yeah. or Cyclonic Rift or something like that, right? But you're making a billion one ones and then passing the turn or ideally you're really making a billion one ones on someone's end step so the toxic they lose you could dodge that there too um but there are there are there are ways to to get around that there's 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 too many things and i didn't want any dead pieces in yasharn when i'm building yeah. decks i'm really trying to remove as many dead pieces as possible and when you're in a stack stack you really can't afford a bad draw right all of your you really can all of your pieces have to be so perfectly timed out to completely shut your opponents down at the right time so if your opening hand has like an Earthcraft, and if you can go for the combo early, you don't really have many ways to protect it. You don't really have many ways to recover from it. So you really can't even afford those quick wins. So you need That's the wins true. to come on turn 10. I don't know why I gave thumbs up for that <laughs> in that case. Um, so let's actually get to Let's talk about what the win conditions that I've left in this deck are. And they're all hard locks. They're all hard locks, yeah. So there's... Uh, a hard lock that prevents your opponents from casting any more spells for the rest of the game in uh, Knowledge Pool, and then either Drainage Magistrate or Rule of Law. Yeah, or or maybe like um like a Rule of Law effect. Some yeah. of them like um Deafening Silence. You'll they'll still be able to cast um some things like creatures or something like that, but they won't be able to cast any non-creatures. So so what Drainage Magistrate says is your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands, and Knowledge Pool says. Uh, when it enters, you imprint it, and you, when it enters, you imprint, and each player exiles the top three cards of their library. And then whenever they cast a spell from their hand, which is the only place they're allowed to, with Draneth Magistrate out, they exile that spell, and then they can cast one of the cards imprinted with Knowledge Pool. But Draneth Magistrate says that, no, you can't. You can only cast from your hand. So you just have all these cards sitting there in exile now with Knowledge Pool. And you can't do them. Exactly. Can't them. They can't do anything. Um, and same thing with Rule of Law. Rule of Law says you can only cast one spell a turn. So you cast your one spell, and Knowledge Pool exiles it and says, no, 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 cast one of these other spells. And Rule of Law says, no, 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 you've already cast one spell. No more spells for you. 
So what this does is it locks your opponents out from casting any spells. Now, if you're facing against like a Najila, maybe that's not good enough. But a lot of the times you'll have a 4-4 in play and the 4-4 will make it so that it's good enough. Exactly, yeah. And then from there, your opponents can't do anything to get back into the game. You can only... Keep putting things onto your board. Right, you can still cast spells. Exactly. You can cast more. You have 30 creatures in the deck, so eventually you'll just cast all your creatures and you just attack them to death. So you just, yeah, and overwhelm your opponents Right, and way. eventually once your opponents say, oh, I can't cast any more spells, and I have like a couple mana dorks out, and they see Yasharn is just like a board full of like two power flyers and, you know, stuff like that, they'll just concede. They'll scoop it up. Yeah, but it, like you said, this situation is very board dependent. Right. Because if you are too far behind on board by the time you get this combo going, which can happen. I mean, Knowledge Pool is a six mana artifact. It's a very and you have no ways piece. to tutor for it. That's no ways. That's to a tutor. bummer. Right. Um, Enlightened Tutor. Enlightened Tutor. Yeah, that's true. You have Enlightened Tutor, but very few minimal ways to tutor for a six trap, six drop artifact in green. Yeah, white. exactly. So it's not clunky. Clunky it's, is it's, the best it's word clunky, for it. It's clunky, right? It's hard to find, but that's not the only lock. There are other locks that you can find. Um. My my favorite one's next. The best one is Living Plane and Elish Norn. Um, oh, man. This will make it so that your opponents have no more lands and can't play lands anymore either. Well, they can. They'll just immediately They'll just go right to the away. graveyard due to state-based effects. Right. So Living Plane is a uh, four-mana enchantment that says treat all lands in play as both lands and 1-1 one, one creatures. This is the alpha text, by the way. Right. Yeah. They may not <laughs> be tapped not the first turn they are brought into play. This is probably, <laughs> a, uh, you know, the better wording, the oracle text But now. basically, every single land in play is... Is, is a one way. It's a dryad arbor, right. basically. Yeah. And, and then with Elish Norn coming in saying that your creatures, your 1 1 lands, now have plus 2 plus 2. Your opponent's lands have minus two, minus two. It's an Armageddon. It's it's a permanent Armageddon. Right, basically a permanent effect. Armageddon. And, and not only that, you sh you'll have, like Cameron said, you have a board of three threes. So you'll be able to say, not only do you all have no lands, but I have three threes, and I'm going to, you know, whatever your life total is, eventually I'm just going to beat you down. And, and a you, lot of players will just scoop to that. You probably have six or seven three. Uh, you know, three threes out at this point by now. As well as a couple mana dorks and some other stacks pieces. By this time, you have to remember that you also have other stacks pieces in play, right? You have um, Archon of Emeria. You have, you know what I mean? You Love have Folly Effects. So you have other stacks pieces that are more stopping your opponents from playing anything. And then this is just like the hard lock to put the, the nail in the coffin. Exactly. Um, the last hard lock that's in the deck uh, prevents your opponents from being able to tap anything for mana anymore. So it essentially cuts them out of the game. Not necessarily... The same way that, like, Drenith Magistrate, Rule of Law, and Knowledge Pool would be able to do. But this is still a really good option um, if, let's say, your Knowledge Pool is dealt with as well. Right. So that's Living Plane with Linvala and Collector Oof or Null Rod or something like that. This means that your creature lands cannot be tapped because of Linvala. All your lands are creatures, mm -hmm. and they can't be tapped because of Linvala. So you, your opponents can't tap their ma their lands for any mana. And then Collector Oof and Null Rod will stop their artifacts from being able to tap for any mana. So, so they can't make mana anymore exactly now this does not get around things like carpet of flowers if they carpet of flowers dark ritual they can make some mana that way but that's what's gonna nice be is tricky. that carpet of flowers is not going to affect you as the you don't have any islands right yeah yeah um so those are the, the the main hard locks in the deck that's really as of right now that's the only way that i have to win in this deck you could put the earthcraft combo back in there there's a couple ways to tutor for for enchantments and stuff like that in green white um, but I felt that I just I didn't want to be drawing Earthcraft in, late in the game when I don't have the Squirrel Nest or anything. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to make and sure Squirrel Nest on its own is just a terrible card to have in your hand. Right, exactly. And out of all those cards, Knowledge Pool is a six drop dead card. I will give you that. I, I admit. But all of the other cards are really powerful stacks pieces, on and lock own, pieces. Yeah. Right? They're they're powerful on their own. I want to kind of go through the entire list. Let's go through every card in the list. Talk about my decisions on why they're good. Um, some of these might be, should come out. You know, your meta, you have to you have to decide for yourself. This is a stack stack, so it's very meta-dependent. Your meta, thing. some of these things, rest in peace, might not be any good. I mean, we're assuming that we're in the Grixis field. Rest, so rest in peace is pretty probably good. going to be very good if you're playing this deck. Um, but some of the pieces might <laughs> not be still, any good. Yeah. So let's just go from the top, alphabetically, starting with creatures. Not really alphabetically, kind of like a CMC. Anyway, you understand. Yeah. Um, first one, Alistair Shepard. I think this is an incredible new tool for green decks. If Alistair you're especially a green creature-based deck right. that needs to win off of a green combo, then this is something you need. Yeah, definitely. It protects a lot of your spells, and it also makes your elves huge in the late game. If you're a deck like this one who's actually looking to win with combat damage a lot of the times, sometimes speeding up that clock a couple times and making your three mana dorks into three five fives, you can crack someone two twice and they're dead. You know what I mean? Um, so Alistair Shepard is, is good mm. in the late game and also good at protecting a lot of your spells. I don't think we necessarily need to talk about 
every single uh, mana dork that's in here, but just about every mana dork in Everyone green that, that you can, can play yeah. in this in this format in these colors is going to be in this deck. This is your main source of Arbor Elf, Avacyn's Pilgrim, Birds mm-hmm. of Paradise, Burrow Druid, Elvish Mystic, Funhorn Elves, Lenore Elves, and Bloom Tender, as well as Priestess Priest of Titania. Titania. Yeah, so this is going to be your main way to ramp outside because you are playing. We already talked about uh, the Collector Oof and Stony right. Silence. So you're so. trying to shut off artifacts. You're not playing too many artifact ramp on your own. There's some that you just. Soul Ring, Soul Ring's too good. Why would you, you have not played play You know that? what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you're you're playing minimal artifact ramp and mainly creature ramp, and then also just like slow play all of your like don't miss a land drop because you have your sharn. That's exactly. kind of your your ramp, right? Sylvan Safekeeper I thought was a really cool include in this deck. Great protection since you're getting more lands, you can afford to get rid of a land, and since you're in green white, your interaction is minimal, so you need to be able to protect your stuff. And this is a good way to do that. Uh, Collector Oof we've talked about already. That's card is so good. Um, Destiny Spinner is another great addition here too. Just making your Yashan uncounterable and a lot of your other creature, uh, really because it hits enchantments too. A lot of your other enchantment-based stacks pieces now can just come down. And you don't have to worry about Force of Wills or yeah. negations or um, anything like that. Real quick, another enchantment that is protected: Luminarch Ascension, which actually yes. should be listed as a win con in this deck. Once you lock the game up enough, you can pump out a whole bunch of four four angels. It seems like it's a stretch, and sometimes it is. But if you're really trying to lock the game down as much as possible, a Bunch of angels will get the job done. And having all that extra Yasharn mana is able to exactly. help pump out some more, too. We've talked about Drenith Magistrate, one of the best new hate bears that we have access to on its own. It's fantastic. In this deck, it's part of a win condition. Aether Sworn Cannon is just another kind of rule of law effect right. that uh, you could replace rule of law or Drenith Magistrate and have this pair up with Knowledge Pool. Again, there are still ways that people are able to cast like one spell. Right. If... But it's very limiting at exactly, that point. If yeah. you have an Aether Sworn Cannonist out and they, you know, and and um and a Knowledge Pool, it, they can cast basically nothing. Exactly. Fauna Shaman helps you dig for more creatures and get the right ones at the right time. We'll come across its enchantment uh, cousin in just a little <laughs> bit here. Grand Abolisher is obviously another one that's necessary. It's great to just make sure that you can can go for what you need to go for and protect your stuff. Hushbringer has a couple of nombos. It's not great with Yasharn specifically, and it's not great with it. You know, one or two other things stopping ETB and dying triggers. But I just thought it was so. This is a, a, a new include from the first showing mm-hmm. that we have. It's if you're so not familiar, it's a two mana one two flyer with lifelink that uh, is a torpor orb. Torpor orb, yeah, but also for dying. Which That's true. Isn't which I is, always forget that. About yeah, this so card blood artist too, it yeah. stops. It stops a lot. There are some negative synergies, but I I think it's important enough to, to stop the Oracle because now when someone's trying to go for Oracle they have to get rid of your Hushbringer and then go for it which it, it gives enough time right? another thing that stops off Dox, uh, Dockside too right. just yes. by preventing the, yeah, exactly. the treasures yeah, from being so I think Hushbringer is a, is a great card you have to there's a couple cards that I, I, I kind of removed because I'm like, oh, I don't want too much, you know, dissynergy. What's the word for dissynergy? That's it. Unsynergies? No. Dissynergies. Unsynergistic. You don't want too many unsynergistic things in your deck, but, I mean, it it, it, it stops you, Sharn. That, that's a real thing. But you can it's yours, right? So you can time it out. You can play your Sharn first and then play Hush. Exactly, yeah. You, you have that prior knowledge. Spirit of the Labyrinth, another amazing effect. If you thought that Narset Part of the Veils is great, you're going to love a 2-mana 3-1 version of it. Especially right. uh, one that can get pumped by Elish Norn because that's relevant. Right, yeah. You're not drawing a ton <laughs> of cards in this deck, so stopping exactly. your opponents from doing so is a way to get yourself some card advantage. Yasharn still gets around it as well from being able to search and put into your hand too. Yep, so you're still kind of drawing those lands even mm-hmm. though you're not really drawing Thalia, Guardian of Thraben is the stacks piece. These stacks piece that you see everywhere. Although, I, I, to be fair, I think some people might argue on what a stacks piece is, or if this is just like um like a not really. Some people think that the stacks piece have to lock you out of something, not just put a taxing effect on it, right? But I consider this in the the arena of this stacks effect, is though. a stacks effect, especially it, because it, it hits the deck that we're trying to hit with this right. stack, which yeah. is the Grixis stuff. Those all the Grixis, Grixis stuff decks. that are trying to cast multiple spells a turn just get so much more expensive that way. And if you decide that you want to play even more Thalia effects like um, the Vryn Wingmare and then that other 2-1 for 3 from whatever the there's fuck a set that options. was. Yeah, like, there's, there's a couple options that you can add to this Thalia effect if that's your style. I only have a couple of them in here, um, but you could definitely add more, I think. Yeah, exactly. Archon of Emeria, another great new card. Perfect. It's a rule of law effect, which is great for your knowledge pool locks, and it also has a root maze attached to it as well on a flying body. So what's great with Elish Norn, it's great to show that, you know, sometimes you'll have the hard lock out, but everyone will have a board full of creatures. If you can say, I have a flyer, can you guys just scoop? Like, I'm just going to attack you for the next 40 turns, and they'll say, oh, yeah, we can't cast spells. There's mm-hmm. a flyer on board. Yep, we're dead. Speaking of flyers on board that everyone forgets about sometimes, even Mind Sensor. Obviously, just a staple of the format necessary include Manglehorn. 
Bloodborne, one of my favorite ones, because not mm-hmm. only the ETB, again, showed off by Hushbringer, just one card, though, no big deal, um, but having your opponent's artifacts come in tapped, huge. Great for stopping ad nauseum turns. If they're going to mm-hmm. ad nauseum, they're going to want to play a bunch of rocks. Those rocks are coming in tap. So, so they're not able to just win the game off of a big uh, pure into the abyss. Right, there. exactly. So you really shrink those storming, those storm turns abilities. Mm-hmm. Runic Armasaur. I love this card, and I really wish it got to see more play. So this is a great guy we shoved it. it into here. Yeah, yeah, great way to draw cards. Uh, it's certainly not a, a stacks piece in, in its sense, but you know when you're in these colors, you'll take what you can You can card draw. Yeah, you need a couple cards that can just help you actually accue actual advantage for yourself and, and find some of the combo pieces that are maybe hard to tutor for. Mm-hmm. Because we're a creature deck, uh, Yisan, the Wanderer Bard, is fantastic. This Don't really need to say helped, much about that. It helps you get up through your chain so that you can get to your hard locks much faster. Helps you it. find Elishnorn. Yeah, it's just Yisan's mm-hmm. a great include. Um, Linvala, part of those stacks pieces, part of shutting off your opponent's mana. Which Let's is a- be clear, this is the Keeper of Silence. This is not the six-mana one from right. when we came back to Zendikar the first time. Yeah. I knew you were all confused about that. <laughs> we're not making a, a 3-3 Angel. Right. We, we, we would love to play cheaper effects of this that affects everyone's activated abilities, but we're playing just too many mana dorks and Yisun effects, and it just it wouldn't work. So Linvala is great at stopping everyone else's activated abilities. Okim Adversary is a great include for a, more card draw effects and... And paying it for two mana, it feels like cheating. Yep, yep. It's a, just more card draw. Orin Frostfang is another one. It just allows you to draw more cards. These are like Orin Frostfang, Okim Adversary, and Runic Armistore are all kind of like, I want to say new-ish. Maybe Frostfang's not that new, but it's still within the past five years of yeah. these like green creatures that allow you, like these Timna effects that allow you to get through and draw cards. I think that's that's necessary for this deck. And it's a good way for green to draw, too, because a lot of times green's card draw has been based upon the power of creatures you control. Right, like which is not good for Sacrificing a creature and then yeah. drawing something else, too, like in greater good. So being able to... And that's what this deck wants to do. It wants to attack. So it, right. it really incentivizes you even more so. Yeah, exactly. You're winning with combat damage, so you want to get your beats in early. This is another new addition than Archon of Valor's Reach. I just think this card is so good. I can't believe I missed it in the first rendition. It is. It just... <sighs> It's flying vigilance trample there's five so much six stuff for six does. mana, yeah. and when it enters, you get to choose a card type. Players can't cast that card type anymore. If you name instance, your CDH opponents are going to be dead. No, they can't they, do anything. They, they right? can't do anything about it. Yeah, in the right meta, creatures another good thing to name too. Yeah, it's flexible. It, I mean, it's huge. It's six mana. It's huge. It's going to have a big target on its head, but, but it's always going to block. It's always going to attack, right? No matter what's going on, and that's kind of the situation you get yourself into with this. Yeah, game. and it's it's great. Like Yisun towards the end, if you start building up Yisun a little yeah. bit, and if you can go like end step, get Archon, untap, get Elishnorn, your opponents are dead. Obviously, a lot of hoops that you have to go through to make that happen. But. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last creature is one that we haven't talked about yet. Elishnorn, <laughs> grants to the fight. Yeah, Elishnorn is the the reason to play this deck. I think it's the it's the most powerful effect. I mean, it's 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 slow. It's seven. It's a seven mana creature, which feels silly to be talking about in CDH. It the really format does, that's decided but... on turn three. But if you can get this out, a lot of your opponents aren't going to be able to do anything about it. All the ones that are relying mm-hmm. on mana dorks can't do anything. Najila dead. A lot of them are dead. It won't affect everyone, but no. with living play now, it will affect everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Let's really quickly go over the sorceries. Green Sun Zenith and Finale of Devastation. You need them. They're great tutors. Creature need tutors. And Finale of Devastation also great in the late game when you want to pump it for 10 and just naturally kill your opponents. You can do that. Idyllic Tutor helps you find some enchantments. I Weirdly enough, its name implies that it's the best tutor in the deck, it's the but ideal it's tutor. really the, the worst, worst tutor, tutor in the deck. deck. Yeah, um, this was um, the deck used to play Earthcraft, and it was a little bit better then. This one can still find stuff like Luminarch's Ascension or Survival of the Fittest if you're just bulked up or on you're living plane too. Or a Living Plane. It, it can find some stuff, um, but it's an inefficient combo. You just kind of have to play because you're in green-white, I think. Um, and then two things that are sorceries, but also double as lands then. Amiria's Call and Turn Timber Symbiosis. Yeah, we have a low land count right now in this deck. Only 27 lands, but really we have 29 lands because we're playing these two. These are new additions that I didn't have in the first iteration. I'm not 100% on them, but they just seem like kind of free. For this deck in particular, because again, we're getting ourselves into these big board stall out states. So being able to just look at the top seven, seven cards, cards of your library, put a stacks piece into play with three plus one plus one counters on it to beat more face is nice. Yeah. Or even just putting two four four angels that are going to kill your opponent over the long terms is also cool. And it, that uh, you were telling me today, even yeah. that this um, creatures you control gain indestructible until your next turn clause does come up. It is, I'll yeah. admit, it is, it is not the most it's not relevant the most, thing. No. Yeah, like, it, um, but it's going to come up when your opponents, when you want to get through some damage, or you want to make yeah. sure that you can profitably block. 
you need to be able to, I'm just going to chump, you know, they have a Razakath that they can't tutor anything with, but it's an 8-8 flyer that's coming through a lot. Okay, I'm going to be able to put my, you know, my my Avon Mind Sensor in front of it, keep it alive, and then untap Elishnorn. And you know what I mean? Like, it gives you those opportunities to, to claw your way out of situations that could have normally been tough. This is also a great counter to Razakath, too, because it's still the same stats for one less man. Yeah, you can trade the 4-4 four, four yeah. angels, you can trade with Razakath. <laughs> it's just a it's just situation, right? Uh, we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Yeah, we have tokens. We, I, I, This is a long podcast. We're going to take a real quick break, but we have tokens. Uh, we'd like to, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. You got to take control of this. You got to start. You got to just say. Hey, guys. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. You ever, you ever, has this ever happened <laughs> to you? It's a Halloween. There's supposed to be like a Halloween token pack. So we could say oh, like, true. ooh, happy Halloween. Has this ever happened to you? Man, I really need a bird token. Huh, but- I don't have one. Well, look no further. Happy Halloween. We have a Halloween special of tokens. You can buy them on our website. Patrons can buy them for three for five, but for everyone else, $2 a token. We added Tyler to the mix this time. He's you- available as a bird. You know Tyler. He's in the show. He's that the guy on the top left. So he's a great guy. Make sure that you check out PlatoWinMTG.com. These will be available for patrons. You can get all three in a pack for five dollars. Otherwise, it's two bucks each. And uh, there's limited availability, so get them while they're hot. Make them rain. These are ones we're sending out, so I hope you enjoy the damaged corners. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over some of the interactions, the instants in the deck. Autumn Veil and Veil of Summer. I think these are your green. You need these to are your them. green counter spells. Yep. Yeah. Veil of Summer is Cryptic Command for one mana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Autumn's Veil is just like counter spell for one mana. Uh, it's still really good. And you're also playing Silence, of course, because another counter interaction. Spell. Um, yeah. Some Tutor. We have Enlightened Tutor, which is obviously very important when we're looking for Knowledge Pool and some other stacks pieces that mm-hmm. are artifacts and enchantments. Nature's Claim and Force of Vigor, a greater getting rid of artifacts and enchantments. Eladimer's Call and Warly Tutor, just more tutors that are efficient and we need to be playing them. And we're playing Swords of Plowshare and Path to Exile as just a little bit. You don't see Path very often, but... You really don't, but I mean, when you... The format's pretty creature-based still. It's still there, pretty creature-based. There are, there are creatures. I mean, I, I don't know how relevant they are to removal, but there are going to be times when you're going to need to get something out of the way. Uh, and since you're a green-white, you don't have counter spells, so you just need to have as many cheap interactions that can impact the board in some way. Path is still good. A lot of people still don't play a lot of uh, basics either. Right, too, and you're playing so. Avon Mind Sensor. Sometimes you can feel real smart, right? Yeah, you can get nice. them that way, too. <laughs> um, the artifacts in the deck, Chalice of the Void. This one is one that I don't see often, but I really like it right now. If This is an awesome stacks piece. This if you get chalice down on one, let's let's just take a moment to think about how many blue one drops like a third play. of the format. A third of people's <laughs> decks a lot of the time. Right? Everyone's playing one, two, and three drops. That's it. One mana. So just being able to get like uh, oh my yeah, God. And, and off of like a mana uh, mana crypt too. Right. Yeah. With this, like this is just you can, the if you so get good. yeah mana crypt turn one chalice on one. That's gonna shut off a lot of decks. Right. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be very very powerful. And I, at the one point in this deck, Sanctum Prelate was also in the deck. So if yeah. you could have a chalice on one, Sanctum on two, your opponents are dead. Right. I took Sanctum out, but it's definitely still in. Uh, it should be in the considering pile for this deck. Definitely, yeah. Um, there are a couple of mana rocks. We did say that they're not necessarily your main source of mana here, but uh, these cards are too good at being able to power out Yashorn a lot faster. Being able to put like you know even two mana dorks into play on turn one is super nice. Yeah, so in my mind, these are this is like the power four of CDH: mm-hmm. Chrome Mox, Mana Crypt, Mox Diamond, and Soul Ring. These artifacts are just too good to not play them, in my opinion. There are some decks that maybe you could justify cutting. Chrome Mox or Mox Diamond. I think Soul Ring and Mana Crypt belong in every single deck, no matter what. You start with those two. And then mm-hmm. Chrome Mox and Mox Diamond, I think, belong in like 99% of every deck after that. Now, we do have a couple of artifact stack pieces as well, including Null Rod, which we've talked about so far. But if I'm turn one Soul Ring into Null Rod, I don't care if I can't use that Soul Ring anymore. No, because that so Null Rod is going to be so much better for you than it is right. bad for you. Exactly. Yep. Sphere of Resistance is another Thalia-type effect, um, except it hits all spells instead of just non-creatures. Yep. 
and it's harder to remove too. We have Winter Orb and Static Orb, and ways to just shut off your opponent's mana, make sure that they can't untap as many things, as many resources. It makes the end step Adnaz untap try to win much more difficult. Definitely does, yeah. Certainly not as optimal as it is in like Urza, but right. still shuts you can't off. Turn off for, you can't turn off yourself. You're still going to have to deal with it. But again, Yusharn being able to go get you more basic lands right. just allows you to still be casting spells through Static and Winter Orb too. And it's also, it's your deck, so you can decide when to play it sometimes you can look yeah. at it in your opening hand and go i'm just not going to play that this game i'm on a secret mulligan to six and, and that's okay and, and then maybe, when it's relevant you and then when it's relevant it. you yeah. drop it because it's in your hand you, you you decide when to play it so you decide when it's good or not mm -hmm. tangle wire we've seen be very good which is a card that still surprises me is very good in this format but there's a lot of times where um you know if you if you're behind and your opponent slams down to Tangle Wire, oh, you you're are dead. staying you're behind. So dead. That's the that's the best part about Tangle Wire is it makes it impossible to catch up. If your opponents are some mulligans, if they go to six, they can't catch up. Oh with my Tangle god! Wire. If you're on the play and you have Tangle yeah. Wire turn two, like your opponent, oh, that's not. I wouldn't necessarily do that. I would wait <laughs> for my opponents to have more things to tap down. Right. Um, but the best thing about this deck is a lot of these decks are doing nothing, 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 and then they're dumping everything. Right. Exactly. So if they yeah. if they're doing like kind of like you know maybe you get uh you know a land artifact fact land artifact and and nothing if you get that early tangle wire out they have to tap four things which is all of their stuff whereas you you have a bunch of creatures you have a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. that you can tap extra lands including you're the tangle wire shard, itself including the tangle wire so you can break parity on this one pretty easily because you're just going to have more permanence than your opponents will. exactly it's a lot worse in the late game i will say yep. definitely a lot worse in the late game but, but it's it, it's helpful at buying you like three turns exactly right? it's, yeah. it's helpful at just like buying you like from like turn five to seven eight nine you can like really buy those turns with Tangawara, which is really when they, the the players are going to be trying to win the most. So you and can... It, go ahead. Oh, I was sorry. I was just going to say that it also combos very well with like your Thalia effects too. Right. Because people are, you know, getting themselves into situations where they're tapping lands and artifacts and now it's costing even more mana to cast spells. You already had to tap everything. You're right. still not able to cast your your stuff. Exactly. And Tangawire can kind of act like it's it's a Thalia effect, but for four the first time, and then for three, yeah. and then for two, and, and that's still pretty good. Your opponents have to cast, pay four more mana to cast something. How how do they get ahead? How do they progress their board? I'm surprised we had so much to say about Tangawire. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a unique <laughs> card because I think Tangawire does a lot to the game, and mm -hmm. I think it's a kind of skill intensive card as to when you play it. Yeah, I agree. Trinisphere. Not a skill intensive card. Slam it down. Jam everyone, it. everyone hates it. I, I, so I have actually had some, some not so great uh, experiences with Trinisphere, where there will be times where you'll play a Trinisphere, and then the person after you will will have six mana and can go for Thassa's Oracle Consultation, mm -hmm. and then nobody else can cast their Force of Will because they didn't realize the Trinisphere was coming or something like that. That so being said, I still think the pros outweigh the cons. Pros outweigh the cons. Just make sure you are under, you are aware of the board state when you're playing Trinisphere, and I think that goes for all of these stacks pieces. Stacks is as a difficult style. Of deck to play because you have to play the right thing that's going to shut off as many opponents as possible at the right time and if you miss sequence some of your things you can give the game to somebody else and that's Even the without knowing it right then and there right. you know it, it's like it's a small advantage right and that, and that's the thing because you're expanding the game to its maximum length there's the there's more amount more decision of times points. that you could make the wrong decision then too right there's more decision so points so you there's more times that you can make the wrong decision um which is it can become very beneficial to be able to politic with your opponent to be able to talk with them to be able to say hey i i got a trinosphere but i'm afraid if i do that this guy's gonna win and you can't stop him is that mm -hmm. true you know what i mean you can talk to your opponents and feel out okay i think that i think player b i think she has a force of will and i think he has a spell pierce so i'm gonna play this transfer you know what i mean like you can you can make it to a point where you can play puppet master on your opponents yeah. and say i have this transfer <laughs> but i won't play it if you can protect him i'll play this other thing instead i just hope that they don't counter your transfer instead yeah exactly <laughs> uh, and then knowledge pool we've talked about that the, mm -hmm. one of the main win conditions of this deck you know the, the axis of the of the hard lock um i i could see a reason for taking this out and we're going for the earthcraft but i just think the Harlock with Drenith Magistrate is just so um, interesting to and me. And because so there's so many cards that work with the knowledge pool. Right. All of well. the rule of law effects. And in my opinion, those rule of law effects, those are the best stacks pieces mm -hmm. that we can find right now is the rule of law effects. So being able to combo with them, great. I mean, not combo, hard lock, right? But that's it's it a combo. Us. 
That's a, a combo. combo. It's a two card combo. It's the, the, it, it results in you winning the game, just not as on not as deliberately as the other ones. Not, not right now. Exactly. It's I win, win the game now. three turns from now. Uh, sometimes twelve. Sometimes twelve, or sometimes <laughs> one. You know what I mean? It depends yeah. if you have big enough creatures. All right, let's go over now to enchantments. So Carpet of Flowers is one of the best ramp spells in the format. Gotta play it. Deafening Silence also works with Knowledge Pool, like we did say before. They can but still play a creature or something like that. Yeah, so it's not necessarily your perfect hard lock, but it's, it's a good. it's a pretty hard lock. It's a it's a medium half flaccid lock. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Root maze. <laughs> Root maze is a good is one. So good on turn one and so bad on turn ten. Yes. Um, yeah. But it it also it works very nicely. With a lot of the other things, right? That the artifacts true. and the lands coming in tapped. Sometimes they're going to play a fetch land, and the room, root maze will come in <laughs> and tapped, and then they'll untap it. And then if they, if Yushan isn't out, they fetch for another tap land. Or if Yushan is out, they can't even do anything with their tap exactly. fetch land. So you can really just make their mana impossible. It really shuts them out. Uh, Utopia Sprawl and Wild Growth both combo very awesomely with Arbor Elf. And just, yeah, more ramp, more spread out your ramp a little bit. Exactly. Not susceptible to Toxic Deluges or Fire Covenants yep. either. Even though um, Yashar and Shuts those off, shut nice. those off, but like Wrath of God still. Still good. Every once in a while we see a Damnation. Exactly. Um, Kenneth's Transformation is another way for you to interact with uh, with creatures. With um, Commanders specifically. I think so this is a great yeah. removal spell that it acts as, it, if you think about it as a stacks piece, it's like the perfect stacks piece for one deck, right? If someone's yeah. playing Gitrog and for some reason they don't win as soon as they play Gitrog and you play Kenneth's Transformation on them, their deck doesn't do anything anymore. To and, me, that's a stacks yeah, piece. Yeah, and turning it into a 3 3 is hilariously relevant since Yashan is a 4 4. Oh, They're yeah. They're not able to. A lot of times, like, you give someone your Gilded Drake and then you have no flyers, and the next thing you know, you're at 12 life because right. of your own Gilded Drake. You can but, still block a 3 3 all day if yeah. you want to, but a lot of times you'll, you'll, you won't want to because you want it to stay a lot you want it That's to stay too, so that it can and not stay as a three zone. three but um being able to replace itself as well this is the draw a, card is nice card draw in, i think in it's a great too. underrated piece of removal in green uh you often it gets you know taken out by other more powerful effects but i think Kenneth's transformation is a great card exactly luminar ascension this is the other win condition that we we talked about as well um you've seen this on the channel win games too uh luminar ascension is just an all-around amazing commander card and should be countered if it's on the stack Absolutely, and and it's it's a card that is hard to deal with. A lot of times, if you let it resolve, they'll pro they're probably ready to make a couple angels. So even if you can nature's claim it, they can pop off three angels, and guess where those angels are coming? Probably yeah. at you. So it it and it snowballs so quickly, so fast. So this is a great one for the late game to just say that hey, I maybe I don't have lethal on board right now, but if you look, I you know you can convince your opponents I have enough mana to make twelve angels right now, which in two turns will kill you all, and you can't play any spells. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to just wrap up the game more quickly. And we saw. <laughs> All this work really well when Tyler was hellbent in that game too. Oh yeah, that's Not, a great point. Yeah, so like uh, with these, especially in these this color combination, and a lot of the times in stacks, you just have no cards in your hand because you're just consistently throwing everything down on the board. So being able to still have something that you can do with all of the other lands that you got from Yasharn yep. is the another just great reason why even if this game didn't even if this card didn't win you the game you would still play it yeah and the big thing is is it makes it so that your the cards that would be in every other player's hand your cards aren't in your hand your your cards are on the board yeah. right so your card you have a two mana four four angel in your hand but it's not in your hand it's on the board right oh, it has flash so, too don't right forget it yeah it has flash <laughs> so when your opponents are like this happened your opponent casts a notion thief wheel of fortune everyone mm -hmm. loses their hand but you still have like six creatures you have the ability to make a bunch of angels so you losing your hand doesn't really matter you don't have anything to lose exactly um rest in peace uh just another one of the best stacks pieces you could be playing right now especially against the grixia shells yep it stops underworld breach doesn't stop thassa's oracle obviously but i i think it stops enough stony Agreed. silence is another collector oof just uh this one's on an enchantment arguably better but you uh harder to tutor for because it can't be green sun zenith yep harder to tutor for but a little bit harder to interact with as well probably exactly um here's the cousin we were finally came up to the cousin <laughs> yeah is this still survival of the fittest yeah um the much better fauna shaman because you can use it the same turn when you have the extra green mana great at getting rid of a mana dork and finding an elish Norn when you need to or exactly. vice versa if you're short on mana Speaking of, uh, well, I guess we weren't just speaking of card draw, but <laughs> if you want to draw cards in green, this is how you're going to do it with Sylvan Library. You need to play it. Aura, exactly. si Aura of Silence. This is a new one that I noticed you had put in. Yeah, this um, one is great at creating attacks effects on a, on the artifacts. So if your opponent is going for Adnaz, playing out those mana rocks afterwards is going to be very hard with Aura of Silence. Yep. And it's also, it's, 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 it's sneaky removal. It's my favorite type of EDH removal <laughs> where it stops your opponents for 
even playing the cards, right? Your opponent might want to play their birthing pod, but they're like, ah, there's the aura of silence out. I have to wait. I I'm have not to just gonna, not. Yeah. Which means that your removal spell is doing something without you having to waste the card on it. That's that's where you get your advantages in this deck, I think. It's just your opponents know they can't do anything, so they don't even bother playing spells. And then yeah. you get to keep playing spells, so you get to push ahead. Rule of Law, we did talk about this card a bunch too. This this card just puts in so much work. It yeah. puts in so much work. There's a most win conditions want you to cast one spell and then another spell. Rule of Law my mic. Rule of Law shuts that off completely. Um Fair Magic. Let's fair just play magic. Fair Magic, fair which is what you want to be doing. Draft magic. Right. You you want to be tapping out for three drops and four drops and five drops every turn. You don't want to be playing these little one drops and two drops and storming no. off. You don't want any of that. And then weirdly enough, the last non land that we have to talk about is Living Plane, actually. Then. Yeah, Living Plane is the main focus of the hard locks in this deck. Uh, I, I think it's 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 only it's four mana. It's so a little you know a little bit more expensive. But you're playing the Sharn. You want to push to the late game. You can get there. Exactly. Yeah, and it's you know making everything one ones can be very relevant when you're just trying to beat your opponents down too. Yep. Again, with your Sharn, you're consistently getting more lands as well, so you can keep getting more one ones with this as well. But this is really a combo piece and should be it kind looked of is, at yeah. in your hand as if it's that. And it's also it's it's important to remember. I kind of made this mistake in, in the game that we played, but it's important to remember that when Living Plane says all of your everyone's creatures, everyone's lands are one ones. If they play a land for turn, they can't tap it right away because it's a yeah. creature. It has summoning sickness, so that. It means that all of their, it's kind of like a root maze, a four mana root maze where the, the lands kind of come too, in tap, yeah. right? So in its own right, it kind of acts as a stacks piece, which is why I like it so much. Yeah. And then for lands, um, only There's 27. Some in- interesting stuff going on in the land slots here. So because Yasharn shuts off fetch lands, even for you, like the, I, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this yet. Yasharn is not just for your opponents. Yasharn is a universal effect. Yeah, so you have to find a way to break parity on it. So that means that you don't want to be running a ton of your fetch lands because yeah. with Yasharn out, you're just you have more potential to draw dead cards that aren't going to do anything until Yasharn's removed, which is not a scenario you want to be in. Yeah, so I cut um all of the white fetch lands. I kept in the green ones because I still think they're important enough to be able to find necessary lands or whatever. But I cut a lot of those mm-hmm. and we're we're only have twenty seven lands, but Again, we have the really at 29. Amiria's Call and Timberwood Symbiosis. Which is going to be a weird way to evaluate decks going forwards because the land count is probably going to start looking smaller and smaller if decks can find a way to include these cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else in the land, we're playing a high number of basics yep. because Yasharn can find them. Seven forests, five planes, and everything total. else is kind of self-explanatory. They're just green white lands that... You know, Cavern of Souls and some stuff like that. You get a little bit of tech with like Horizon Canopy and Gaia's Cradle, but keep in uh, mind that with Horizon Canopy, though, it, it does. It's a little bit of a nambo. You can't pay life to make mana with it when you Sharn's out, but yep. it's yours, so you can play around it. And I think having the card draw in green white sometimes you just need to stretch for it, right? You just need to have it. Sometimes you, have you do, to yeah. It. And uh, you can still crack Horizon Canopy for a card with the Sharn out as well. Exactly. So even if, even if it got out after Yasharn, it's not. Dead. It's still it's still a cantrip kind it of places itself, yeah. yeah. So that's Yasharn. That's Yasharn. We went over basically every, literally every single card in the deck, <laughs> why we think it's good. But I, I think the real question is, do you think it's good? We'd love to know what you think about this. Um, we are very excited to keep testing this deck out in the wild, not just against other Zendikar commanders too, just to see how well this can do. Um, I think this deck does have legs, uh, I, I, like we've been saying this whole time. I mean, the, the thing to beat right now is these Grixis-based Storm and Consultation-based decks. Um, and y- Yasharn just on so many axes. Axes, Axesi. Axi. On so many Axi. On so many Axles <laughs> can take care of everything that those decks are trying to do. Real quick before we go, though, we wanted to do a couple test hands with Yasharn, see if it's any good. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna draw a hand. We're gonna put put out. Are we drawing a real hand or are we gonna do a digital hand? I just I wanted to. You draw just want to draw so right. okay. a hand. We'll, we'll draw a hand. Uh, we 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 we're gonna decide what our. Um, other players at the tables are first, and then what turn order we're going in as well. Good right? call. Okay. So we're going to say that table one, person person A is Kess on Kess Storm. Turbo Adnaz, Grixis, Kess Storm. Player two is player two is on Najila, regular Great. tempo Najila. And player three is on uh, Thrasios? We'll do we'll do Thrasios and We'll do Thrasios and Timna. There we go. Thrasios and Timna, TNT. You're not sure what, but it's a it's a TNT. And you're going last, right? We're going last yeah. in, in this pod right now. So we have Kess, Najila, 
TNT. We don't know much more than that, but we can assume that these decks are on consultation on some sort of yeah, they're at the most recent levels, and then we're player four on Yasharn. So for our first hand, I'm gonna click right here. Pow! First hand we have Ooh. Bountiful Promenade, uh, Grand lame. Abolisher, Static Orb, Forest, Boreal Druid, Rest in Peace, Deafening Silence. Um, so this hand is actually pretty good. You have a bad. Mana Dork for turn one. Rest in Peace works really well against your Storm opponents. Deafening Silence also works well against the Storm opponents. Grand Abolisher, not necessarily the best here. Same with Static Orb, but those are two cards that I'm definitely interested in later into the game. I think this is a keep. Yeah, this is. Yeah, so we have two lands. We have the Boreal Druid. So we're at three mana right away. I think I'm probably... Hmm... So what are we what are we doing with this hand? There's two options. I think the first option is we could do turn one deafening silence, turn two rest in peace, or we could do turn one boreal druid, turn two static orb. That was the other thing I was thinking too. And then we can do turn four, depending on what we draw, you know, into deafening silence, rest in peace. Then too. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards turn one um, promenade into boreal druid, and then seeing what yeah. our opponents do, seeing if a static orb or a rest in peace or a deafening silence would be most important. Then, but yeah, I think I would keep this hand. It doesn't have any way to draw cards. No, which which is not great. But, but if you find one more land, you can cast uh, a turn three Yasharn, maybe look for some extra lands. And having three stacks pieces in your opening hand, I, I think this is a keep. I would this is just a, this a really good ratio of everything. Here. Yeah, 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 definitely. Now you may be weak to. I'm I'm thinking you may be weak to um a uh, a Najila in this hand. You don't have really any removal or any real ways to stop the Najila, but the Static Orb should shut them back if you get it down quick enough. If they get a turn yeah. one Najila, that Static Orb, I don't know, it might not be strong enough, but you, they might be able to start getting warrior tokens, and maybe those tokens can be tapped. You know what I mean? Not, no, a Static Orb is just land anyway, so it doesn't even that he wouldn't be able to use their lands for that. Um, is it? Yeah, Static Orb is... Play oh, no, it's permanent. It's, it's permanent. permanent. Yeah, yeah no, so... Permanent. so it, static Orb I, would stop the Najila. It would do it would, a really good, good job. So, like, they're still able to untap, like, a land and their Najila so that they can yeah. still keep attacking that way at least, too. But, I mean, you're you're preventing the buildup of tokens right. from Najila that way with Static Orb. Okay, Static Orb is a lot more implications than we originally thought yeah. in this hand. <laughs> still 100% a keeper. Yeah, I think this one's a keep. All yeah. right, so let's go to our next game. Let's, um... Should we stay same, same pod? This time, uh, same yeah, pod same pod, We'll same do one more pod, same pod. Except this time we have a Wooded Bastion, Basic Plains, Basic Forest, Wooded Foothills, Sylvan Library, Hushbringer, and then Finale of Devastation. What are you doing with this hand? Are you, are you I am this? so fucking on the fence with this so far. Um, so you have you have one stacks piece in in this hand. Hushbringer. In Hushbringer. Sylvan Library is really why I'm attracted to this this hand is because I'll be able to refill pretty quickly here, especially with the sheer amount of lands that this hand started off with. Um, and then Finale being able to get any stacks piece that we're going to need is still nice. Yeah. So this does give you a little bit of flexibility. However, without a way to ramp, it's going to take forever to get to that point with Finale of Devastation. So this yeah. hand is realistically just doing a turn two Sylvan Library into a turn three Hushbringer without knowing what the other cards are. I don't know if that's good enough. I don't, I don't know, know if it's I don't good know if I would. Either. I don't think I would keep this hand. Four lands, I think, is just too many. Um, you, you can no guarantee your turn four Yasharn. But with, with no acceleration, there's just so much better stuff you could be doing. Yeah, I think I would I, would I think I would send this back. The Hushbringer's nice. We're playing against a bunch of Oracle decks, but yeah, I just don't think that one. I don't think, I don't it's, think it's gonna matter so, by the time that you get the Hushbringer right. down. Yeah. All right, so let's go to our second seven in the same pot here for, for game two here. Boom, Se boom. Second seven is Worldly Tutor, Deafening Silence, Trinosphere, Stony Silence, Archon of Valor's Reach, Cavern of Souls, Lumeric Ascension. Ship it. Going, we're going. We're going to Ship six. You have Cavern of Souls is the only land. Can't cast any of the spells with it. Not very good. Yep. All right. Let's see what a mulligan to six looks like. Forest, Knowledge Pool, Trinosphere, Plains, Ameria's Call, so land, Destiny Spinner, Aven Mind Sensor. This is another very on the fence hand, but if it's something that you could realistically keep by putting Knowledge Pool on the bottom of your library. Yeah. I, again, though, I don't know. So you have three ish lands Destiny Spinner into Avid Mind Sensor or Destiny Spinner, in, Spinner into Trinosphere. I don't think this one's, I don't still think this one's not very good great. either. Yeah. yeah. You have too many late game stuff and not enough early disruption. I would. Is, is it is it better than a five card hand, though? Like, look, looking at this with Knowledge Pool on the bottom. Is is a five card? This is essentially already a six 
I mean, knowledge pool already makes. You're drawing a card in your first turn. I would think I would mulligan this. I don't think you're doing anything impactful enough on the first two turns of the game, and I think that's when you need to be. Boy, oh boy, let's see what the five is going to look like. You're going to be so so salty. Let's go with five. When there's a no lander, a no lander. All right, so maybe. Okay. So so Uh. we got Bloom Tender, (laughs) Archon of Valor's Reach, Chromox, Finale of Devastation, Avacyn's Pilgrim. Kenra's Transformation, Carpet of Flowers. This is a nuts hand that I would... This is an awesome seven. This is a great six. But I don't know how good of a five this is, though. I think you have to keep you, it. Because we're at five. We have to keep it at this point. But we're going to run out all of our ramp. We're going to run out Yasharn. And then we're not going to have anything to do. Yeah. So, so what, if, do you, you, what do you put? You and bottom, the Chromox. You, bottom, you definitely bottom Archon. It's you just bottom too far Archon. Away. And then you bottom either Kenneth's, Kenneth's Transformation, one of the ramp pieces, or Finale of Devastation. So you have no land. So this is kind of interesting. So what what my gut tells me is we're last. So there's a decent chance that carpet is going to someone's going to play an island. Yeah. Right? We have four, like four blue decks. So if you go turn 1, let's say you don't rip a land. Let's say you Chromox pitching Avisen's Pilgrim. That seems right. Carpet cast Carpet of Flower. Or maybe you Chromox, you pitch Bloom Tender. Play so the, that way you play can, the Carpet of Flowers, tap the carp and get the mana off Carpet of Flowers and play the Avacyn's Pilgrim. And then you put um, So I guess you need to put Finale Devastation or probably to put Kenra's Transformation. I don't in the know. Bottom. It's probably Or do you keep the Kenra's Transformation? <sighs> That's the thing. Because after, it's good against after turn one, your hand's dumped. Right. Your hand is dumped and we're in a bad I would situation. Have, I would have I would keep Kenrith's transformation over Finale of Devastation in yeah. this sense. Because yeah, Finale right. is only gonna get you more mana in this position pretty much. Yep. And so this so if we keep Bloom Tender, Chromox, Avacyn's Pilgrim, Carpet of Flowers, we're really we're dumping like the whole thing right away. But but that's hmm. still pretty impressive. You, we were able to dump our whole hands right away. We're going to get a two, turn two Yasharn. And we have and a way to stop Najila. Exactly. And draw draw another card. I, we have to keep this one. And I think the keep is Bloom Tender, Chromox, Avacyn's Pilgrim, Carpet of Flowers, Kenneth's Transformation. I agree with that. Keep. And hoping hoping that you can exile something else or hit a land in your first. Because if you hit a land on your first draw, this turns you can play this- land, Chromox, um, play the Carpet of Flowers, make a mana with it. The Chromox can pitch the Avacyn's Pilgrim, and then you can tap the Chromox and the land that the Carpet produced for a Bloom Tender. And, or if your opponent had a turn one Najila, you can even Kenner's Transformation right away. Turn can't one ship cards. So yeah, this is a this is a hand. It's a keepable five, I think, but it's obviously not it right sucks. Now. So we went to five. Yep. Do, do you want to do one more? We'll do one. Let's more. Let's do one Let's more. Do new one game. More. A new game. New game. We're starting at seven. Same pod. We'll keep it at the same pod yep. for now. Um, this is game three of is, our yeah, play-to-win match. This is the game match. three. So our first hand, <laughs> off the bat, it looks, I think, pretty good. We got Mana Crypt, Gaia's Cradle, Forest, Llanowar Elves, Plains, uh, Living Plain, and Dranith Magistrate. So, again, a lot of mana here. There are five cards in this hand that do make mana. I, I don't think... I, I think I would keep this. I would keep this, too. Because this is a turn one Dranith Magistrate. Which is man, mana perfect. Crypt, Plains, Dranith Magistrate. So as long as any of your opponents weren't able to get their cheap... Commanders if, into play yeah. on turn one, like Dranith Magistrate is shutting down all of those strategies it's, right there. It's not the best because you're really you're just on Dranith Magistrate in a bunch of ramp, mm-hmm. right? But I I think that you have Living Plane in your opening hand that it's is not really where you want it to be, but it's it's fine. No, but this this, this is a quick out to an Elish Norman win, especially because we have the, all the ramp one two it. three four five and then a Gaia's Cradle there, yeah, too. Gaia's Cradle. So you Whatever. should be able to, if you can find any creature tutor in your first couple of draws and find an early Elish Norn, this could be a good hand, but it is it could flop, right? You don't have any interaction. That's the thing. The, if someone goes for a turn two win, piece. you're not doing Living anything Living Plane about that. is not a stacks piece. It's your yeah. combo piece here. So just jamming out Living Plane, unless you're planning on trying to swing in for damage with Gaia's Cradle, is not yeah. going to do yeah, you too much. I, yeah, I think this one I think this one is a keep, but I'm not thrilled with it. Me, me neither. Um, but I, I, I still do think the potential is too high to mulligan. I and think I, just turn one Dranath yeah. Magistrate, turn two Yasharn. You're doing stuff in the early turns and just hope I think there's to too it. much of a chance for a six card hand to mess up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I would keep this. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Play to Win podcast. Check out our main show, Play to Win. <laughs> that was Yasharn. Thanks for listening. All right, have a good one, everyone. See you guys.
if you're watching this on to the day it releases, come play with us on Discord. Uh, we're having one of our Patreon play days that we haven't decided on the name of yet. So it's a Discord meetup. It's a play to win Discord meetup. It's exactly. happening right now. You can come play Magic with us. Tyler will be here for a little bit. Nate, Nate might pop in. I will be there. I'll definitely be here for 12 hours. I have to get my car inspected, but I'm just dropping it off. So I won't be eating. I, I will, but it will be probably while I'm playing. Come see me eat at Discord. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.